Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. to me than I've been to myself. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are good. And your mercy endureth forever. 
God, my God, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Someone somewhere will think that it doesn't take all that. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and absolutely everything that he's done for me, I cannot help but praise him. I cannot help but bless his name. I cannot help but glorify him. He is so good to me. When I think, can I tell you something? When I think about the what ifs, when I think about the what ifs, I was sitting here and I was thinking that the phone call that I got this week, when my son had his wreck, could have been a completely different call, but the angels were encamped around him and the word had already gotten for. So he's a little bruised. He's a little scratched up. The car is total, but you know what? We got the victory over the enemy. What the enemy meant for his bad, God is definitely working out for our good. I was meditating. I was like, that could have been a different call, but God, you are so good. You are so faithful. You honor your word. You perform your word. The angels were encamped around him. Come on now. You don't have to go way back. You can go back to this week and think about how God did something so good for you. The fact that he clothed you, the fact that he kept you. My God, you're, I was meditating. God was reflecting. The Holy Spirit brought me back to that. He said, do you recognize and realize what the enemy was trying to do? He was coming for your son's life, but the angels locked and loaded around him, prevented the hand of the enemy for working against us. So God, I glorify you. God, I bless you. God, I praise you. I magnify you. I thank you for keeping us from dangers, from sick danger seen and unseen. You are so faithful. You are so good. You are so faithful. You are so, so good and so faithful. Like you are so faithful. He is so faithful. Yes, his mercy endures forever. He is so, so good. He is so, so good. God, we glorify you. God, we magnify you. God, we bless you. God, we praise you. You are so, so good to us. Thank you, Father. 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 My God, we bless your name. We praise your name. You are so good. You are so faithful. We honor you this morning. We magnify you this morning. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We welcome you into this place. We welcome you on this devotional. We welcome you into our life. We welcome you into our jobs. We invite you into our city. We invite you into the nation. We invite you into our state. We invite you into the White House. We welcome you, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. Revival is breaking out everywhere. Revival in our house. Revival in our schools, revival in our nation. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we magnify you. Lord God, we glorify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. You are so, so good. You are so, so good. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, 
When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think like even now my washer and dryer is running. I think about two and a half years ago when I didn't even have a washer and dryer and God sent someone like God sent someone. I didn't even have to. When I, and I'm talking about, they didn't just, he, they didn't just give me a washer and a dryer. Like people are like, she's testifying and glorifying and magnifying. I'm excited because I know this is how intentional God is with me, that he takes care of all my needs. He supplies. I don't have to sit and worry about what I'm going to eat and what I'm going to wear. No, God is going to perform it. God's word. He performs everywhere. He does what he says. He does what he says. I remember, can I, can I testify? I've told this testimony before. Before, but I need to testify and tell you this. I did not have a washer and dryer. I made a move that I heard God said. I left all my stuff behind. I moved from my house into my apartment. And when I moved, I did not have a washer and dryer. And I was having going to the laundromat. I had not been in a position to have to go to the laundromat. And I was just washing and I was taking and God was providing. And I remember um, my girl, Jess and I were just like praying one day and I was getting all my laundry together and I was going down to the laundromat and I, it was just like a day. And I remember she and I both stood in faith and she was like, let this be the last day that you have to take these clothes to this laundry mat. And I could feel the pressure and I could kind of feel like I was overwhelmed that day. And I know she could sense it, right? But I would not complain. Like I would not complain. I would not allow my mouth to even go to complain. I took a deep breath. Like I just took a deep breath and I was just like, Lord, thank you. Like, thank you. And I didn't even thank him for the washer and dryer. I thanked him for the money that he had given me so I could wash. Like that's where I set my affection. I was like, Lord, thank you that you provided for me to be able to even wash, right? To be able to even wash. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I went and I would washed our clothes and I got in here. And if it wasn't but a few weeks later, a woman of God called me. She said, what you doing? She was like, I got something for you. Do you think you can send somebody? I bought you a washer and dryer. I didn't tell anybody I didn't have a washer and dryer. I didn't tell anybody I didn't have furniture. I didn't tell anybody what was going on. I was just in pursuit of God and being faithful to him. And I promise you, and when she... When, when the washer and dryer came, my brother went to pick up the washer and dryer and he was like, he was in awe because it wasn't just a testimony for me. It was a testimony for him too. The goodness of God, like, right? The goodness of God. And so when he picked up the washer and dryer and he brought it to the house, he was like, they didn't just bless you with a washer and dryer. They blessed you with a front loader, LG, um, beautiful color. Same thing for like my furniture in my house. Like God is just so faithful. Like God is so faithful. And then he does exceedingly abundantly above. But my job has always been such, my job is to obey him. I love to worship and praise him. So when I hear my washer and dryer working, Y'all, I'd be like, wash, thank you for the washer and dryer. And somebody would be like, why is she praising God for a washer and dryer? Well, if you ain't never been without a washer and dryer, you won't understand the significance of my washer and dryer. 
When I bless and praise and thank God for food, there have been, there were seasons in my life when my cabinets were empty, when the pressure was on, when my babies were in this apartment, there were seasons. I'm just telling y'all. And so I'm so grateful for every morsel that is put in my mouth. So when I have food to eat, I enjoy my food. I bless the food. Like I'm like, my God, like God provided this food, not my job, not people. God provided for me this for me. He is so good. He is so faithful. God is faithful to his word. God is faithful to perform his work. See, the devil wants you to always think in what you're lacking. That is the devil. He is deceitful. He always wants you to think about what you don't have. He wants you to think about the house you don't have. He wants you to think about the car you don't have. That's can I tell you something? That's why stewardship is so important. That's why I'm, I fight to make sure I'm taking better care of my car, making sure I'm doing it. He wants you, he does not want you to practice stewardship. He wants you to think that everything you have, you provided for yourself. He wants you to think your house is yours. He wants you to think all your hours you work is what's producing for you. That's the deceitfulness of him. He wants you to think that you're the ones, he wants you to think in terms of salary. When your God is unlimited list, he wants you to think that if you're not making a certain amount of money, then you're not being successful. When God will take the little bit that you have, stretch it, multiply it, bless it, break it and increase it. Like that's, that's, that's it. So when I lose it before God, when I praise God, my, baby, my praise is so for real. Like my praise is so for real. You don't know all my testimony. You don't know all that, that I gave up or have given up to pursue God with everything in me. You just, you just don't get it. So when I praise him, it's because I think of the goodness of Jesus I think of the goodness of Jesus. I think of everything that he's done for me. Even when, and I'm, I've learned to be content. I think of how he's provided a way of escape. I think of when I thought doors should be open, he shut those doors so that I wouldn't work in harm's way. I think of all the goodness. I think of everything. Like I cannot, I cannot compel you to praise God, but if you will start thinking in what you have instead of what you lack, it will begin to do something. I find I take comfort in it. I take comfort in it. Do you know, I just got a bed. <laughs> like I just, I just, I was, I just got a bed this year. I was sleeping in the room with Judah, like steadfast, immovable. And God was like, when are you going to ask me for your bed, Lakeisha? And I asked him for a bed and I didn't even get it out my mouth a good week. And my son called me and was like, mom, I got a bed for you, right? Just staying focused on Jesus. Just staying focused on my assignment. Just staying focused on a task. It's the world that wants you. See, you think when you're lacking something, you're missing something, but you're never in lack. You're never in, you're never in lack. God just God has everything you need. God has everything you need. Your job is to seek the kingdom first. The enemy loves you to think you need to seek out things. You need to seek position. You need to seek money. You need to, like you need to, the enemy makes you focus on things and stuff and jobs and promotions. No, when 
when there is a desire that's put in your heart, the Holy, come on, I'm going to teach this thing this morning and then I'm going to get into the word. When there is a desire that's put in your heart, the Holy Spirit will awaken you to begin to declare it and to begin to pray for it and to begin to stand steadfast. And then that becomes your scriptural truth. That becomes what I've declared before the Lord. That becomes what I've spoken against. That, that becomes what I've spoken to, right? But once I declare it, once I become step steadfast and I declare it, then my next position is a position of praise, right? My next position is a praise because... But God, because God is going to perform his word. We don't have to perform the word. We don't have to work tireless hours. We don't have to be consumed in what we have. We don't have to be focused on things. Our job is the kingdom, right? God is going to perform his word. He's going to perform his word. God watches over his word. God watches over his word to perform it. God watches over his word to perform it. He does. He watches over his word. So once we declare and put the word on it, God's going to watch over the word to perform it. My job is to seek the kingdom. My job is nothing else but to seek the kingdom. So Lakeisha, how do I seek the kingdom? Praise. How do I seek the kingdom? Prayer. How do I seek the kingdom? By being in position in your divine assignment. By being in position in your divine assignment, if we can get this in us today, if we can understand today that we do not provide for ourselves. And I know somebody tells you, um, oh my gosh, but a man that doesn't work, don't eat. I agree with all that, but we're working kingdom. We're working kingdom. We're thinking kingdom. We're living kingdom. We're acting kingdom. I pray today that when you go to your job, you don't see your job as your job anymore. You see your job as a place of purpose, a place for for people for God to get the glory out of your life you're not just working a job you're not you're here on assignment everywhere you go you should be carrying the glory everywhere you go you should be making impact everywhere you go got the light the light and the love should be coming to you let me get back on task right but I need you I need you to know so when I praise God when I bless God right um, when I'm thankful when you see me go in and you just it's 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 because I these lights, camera, my laptop, my my shoes, my clothes, my coffee, my plants, um, my paintings, my children, my boys, like it's everything, like everything that I'm attached to, everything that I have, everything that I am is owned by God. Everything that I do is provided by God. Everything that I'm connected to has to do with God. Everything that everywhere I go is, is about God. And when you get your mind, and it's going to take time. Can I just be honest with you? It's going to take time. You got to renew your mind. Small bites still equal a meal. It'll happen in layers for your mind. The Holy Spirit, the more you pursue God, the more you get in the word, something's going to awaken alive inside of you. And when that thing wakens alive inside of you, it's going to say, oh my gosh, it's a truth, right? Because there's so much stuff that has gotten in our souls, right? That it keeps us from walking in spiritual truths. But we are supposed to live a life by the spirit, right? And so the more we study the word of God, the more 
It awakens alive, like alive in you. So you just got to be steadfast. You got to practice stewardship. You got to, you got to, we, we're not, we're not living from miracle to miracle. That is not how God caused us to live. We experience miracles. We experience signs. We experience wonders, but we are to live in the state of the blessing always. We are to live in our blessed state. We are to live in light. We are living to live according to the kingdom always. We are not always supposed to be in a position waiting on a miracle. Mm-mm. We need when God blesses us, we need to steward the blessing. We need to steward the blessing. We need to honor the blessing. We need to tithe. We need to give. We need to make sure we're spending according to purpose. We don't need to be loose with our money. We have to practice stewardship once God blesses us. We have to practice stewardship. And stewardship is deep. Stewardship isn't just tied in an offering. Stewardship is asking the Lord, how do I honor you with the money you give me? Stewardship is being on time to work. Stewardship is being grateful for the job that God has given you. That is stewardship, right? You got, yeah, Karen, we got to steward the blessing. The Lord came, the responsibility of ours is to steward the blessing. We're not, we, we're not to live miracle to miracle. We're supposed to live in the blessed state always. We are the righteousness of Christ Jesus, right? And so then the next part of when God gives it to us, we steward the blessing. We take the blessing. We dedicate it. We set it apart. We set our lives apart. Yes, come on, woman of God. And then we remain grateful in season and out of season. We remain grateful. We gotta live. We always. Oh, I need a prop. Well, run around. I need a prophecy. Oh, I, I need a miracle. Oh, I need no. We gotta live in the word. We gotta live activated in the word. We gotta live according to the word because we're already the righteousness in Christ Jesus, right? We're already the righteousness in Christ Jesus. So when when we when you see me blessing and thanking God, it's because I know how to count it up. Like I'm being for real. It's because I know how to count it up. I know nothing that I have. Like I, you know, people will say that all that I have belongs to God, right? And then as soon as we lose something, we charge God. Or as soon as we lose something, no, all of all that I have belongs to God. The Lord gives, the Lord takes. If something happens and something goes, then God is going to replace it. That's when I understand that I live in the blessing. That's when I understand. Come on, just putting the scriptures up. My God, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. That's when I live in the blessing. Yes, the whole, can you say that again? The whole Bible is a prophecy. The whole Bible is the way that we are supposed to live. That's, that, that's, that's, that's it. So we're, we're called to live. That's right. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. We're called to live in the blessed state always, right? And so if God has called us to live in that, then my perspective towards in season and out of season, because life and is in seasons and cycles, is that I'm blessed anyhow. Like I'm blessed anyhow. And so I'm not going to lose momentum. I'm not going to lose momentum. Um, I'm not going to um, allow the enemy to make me think downtrodden, even when I'm in a season of lack. I'm going to steward everything that I have, right? I don't know who needed to know that I'm a steward. I remember when we were in our old house and I didn't have much. My, my husband was so sick. Like my husband was so sick. Like we just didn't have a lot. We had a little, right? But we were so grateful for our little. And I remember I was in the house cleaning my table and, um, one of my friends were over and she said, the Lord spoke to me while I was cleaning your table. You were cleaning your table. And he was like, he told her, he said, you see what, how she takes care of this table, even though it's a little, it seems like a little, but she takes care of it like it's so much. That's because she understands that the blessing comes from me. 
And so now my job is to do a better job with my car, right? It's like, can I be real? Can I just be honest where stewardship is? My job now is to do a better job with my car because sometimes I get a little lazy with my car because I'm so busy. But if God blessed me with that car and I know my car comes from God, right? Then it's my job to steward that. If God blesses me with my house, it's my job to steward that, right? Like it's my job to steward that. The same thing that applied to my house, the same thing that applies to my apartment, the same thing that applies. It's my job to protect it, to take care of it, to treat it, right? Can I test it? Can I be just to treat it as if it, if I understand that it came from God, right? So it's the same in my relationships. Oh, it's the, it's the same in my relationships. I'm to steward my relationships the exact same way. I'm to take care and manage my relationships Remember, we've been talking about the Lord being shepherd. I'm to handle my relationships. I understand why God gave me the scriptures he gave me today. I'm, a, I'm, I'm to handle my relationships in the exact same way. I'm to steward to the relationship. I'm to steward every relationship as if that relationship came from God. I'm to steward every, I'm in every encounter I have. I have to remember that this person comes from God. All, we're all born of God. Every, I cannot mistreat the checker in the grocery line. I cannot mistreat the person in the drive-thru. I cannot mistreat those that make me mad. I cannot mistreat my husband because he mistreats me. I cannot. I am to steward the same. I am to be a steward in all of the relationships that I come in contact to. I'm to be a good steward at work. I cannot be lazy at work because I don't like my job. I cannot mistreat people at work because I don't like my job. I cannot not honor God at my job. I am to steward I am to steward it. I am to steward it. I am to take care of it. I am to make sure that I steward when I, and when I talk about steward, I'm keeping it in order. I'm managing it. I'm looking after it, right? Because I understand that all of that, it, that it comes after God, right? That I'm to steward the relationships. So let me show you how to steward the relationships real quick. I understand why God gave me the scriptures he gave me this morning for us. I could not understand it. If I understood it at first, but now this is all tying in. So how do I properly steward the relationships when it's a difficult relationship? How do I properly steward the relationship when it's a difficult relationship? Or how do I properly steward the relationship when we're in a difficult season or a difficult time? So, and I'm just being honestly, I, I, I steward the relationship through the word of God. I, I steward the relationship through the word of God. If we're going to be led by the good shepherd, if we're going to act like him, if we're going to possess what we're supposed to possess, if we're going to leave kingdom, if we're going to take authority, then I steward the relationship through the word of God, right? there. I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was saying something they were going through and I was like, there's no script for it. But later, but later the guy said, there is no script, but there is the scripture, <laughs> That's what he told me later. He said, there's no script for it, but there is a scripture. There's a scripture for everything. There is a word for everything. So when I steward the relationships, right, I'm going to steward the relationship through the word of God. My only responsibility is to love God with all my heart and to love others as I love myself. And if I've had problems loving myself, then my responsibility right now is to learn how the father loves me so that I can learn how to properly love 
others. I got to learn how God loves me so I can learn how to love myself. I got to learn how God loves me so I can learn how to love myself. I got to learn how God loves me so I can love myself. I got to get a revelation in my heart. I got to get a revelation down on the inside of me because once you recognize how much God loves you, it'll, it'll be very difficult for you to mistreat everybody else. It'll be very difficult for you to be haughty towards other people. When you recognize how God forgave you, when you recognize how God didn't put you out there, Can, can somebody just stand with me just for a minute? Can some, when you recognize that God didn't expose your business, when you recognize that God didn't, didn't put you on front street, when, when, when you remember, when you recognize, when you, re, like, when you recognize how much God loves you, when you recognize God didn't just put your business out there, when, God, when, you, rec, like, when you recognize and remember, when you humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and you remember all the different things that you've done and you recognize how much God loves you, when you learned how he loved you in your broken state, when you learn how God loved you in your mess, when you learn how God chose you anyway, despite your mess, despite what you've done, despite the circumstance, despite the situation, when you, I'm just being for real, when you recognize he ain't put you out there, he ain't put you out there, he ain't put you on blast. He, he ain't put you, he ain't, he ain't put you on blast and he blessed you anyhow. And he took care and he took care of you anyway. When you recognize, when that's your position, then you'll begin to recognize, oh my God, this is how much God loves me. He loves me enough to adopt me. He loves me enough to call me. He loves me enough to let me walk in ministry. He loves me enough that he gave me this job. Like you'll start looking at everything different when you really recognize how much God loves you. Because when he recognizes how much he loves you, right? And you receive that and you're full of that love, then you're going to know how to love others and you're going to love others with compassion and you're going to love others with consideration and you're not going to, um, you're not going to judge people. Find that scripture, Jess. You're not going to judge people with your own natural eyes. You're not going to let your natural eyes be the decisions in your relationship. So we're going to learn how to steward the relationship. I don't know where this came from this morning, but it was necessary this morning. And so this is what God reminded me. We steward the relationship with the, through the word, right? And I need to remind you of something when I say we do it the relationship in the word. I don't know why we think anything else is important other than the word. I don't know why we think our thoughts are important. I don't know why we have all our little isms and all that other stuff that we think is important. But there is nothing more important than the word being in a relationship and the word being on the relationship. I don't care if it's your boss. I don't care what it is. We steward the relationship in the word. And this is how God woke me up to this this morning. He said to me, you need to remember what and who the word is. He said, you need to remember what and who the word is. When we steward a relationship in the word, for some reason, we've didn't disconnected the word from Jesus. I just ran. I just ran. I just ran. I can't. For some reason, we've just disconnected. Like the word sits here and Jesus sits here. But here's what I can't. This is the fact. This is the fact. This is written in the word in the beginning. John 1 and 1, the what was the word and the word was with God and the word was was God. He was with God in the beginning. So when we steward the relationship in the word, we're putting Jesus on it. We're putting we're putting Jesus on it. So anytime I'm dealing with you, anytime I'm in a situation, anytime I'm overwhelmed, anytime there's a stronghold, anytime there's something in the atmosphere, my only job is to steward the relationship in the word. So it is important out my mouth that I learn to decree and declare the word of God and nothing else. The word of 
the word, the word of God and nothing else. Because every time, every time I steward this relationship anywhere, every time I put the word of God on it, I'm putting Jesus on it. And he was wounded for my transgressions and he was bruised for my iniquities and he was chastised for my peace. So every time I take the position to deal with you in the word, I'm putting Jesus on on it. He was the word. He is the word. He was the beginning and the end. So I don't need to say nothing else. I don't need to do nothing else. I don't have to make up nothing else. I don't have to deal with you from an emotional place. I don't, the word of God and nothing else. The word, I ain't got to convince you. I ain't got to shake nothing up. The word of God, because every time I bring the word to it, that's why it's important for you to get the word of God out your mouth. Oh, I don't, confessing, oh, you know, that's that name and then claim it. Confessing don't worry. By your words, you're going to be acquitted. By your words, you're going to be condemned. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. So I'm going to speak the word. If it's, if I got to steward my finances, what does the word say? I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to declare what the word says. I'm going to operate. If it's the relationship, I'm going to declare what the word says. I'm going to operate in that and nothing else. My God, because in the word, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. I got one more scripture for you. Philippians four and five, four and four. It says rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be apparent to all. The Lord is near. If we're going to steward the relationships, we got to get gentle. We got to get calm. We got to get peaceful. And the reason we're going to be peaceful and the reason we're going to be gentle and the reason we're going to be calm is because we are stewarding the relationship in the word. The only time we are not gentle, let me get into the next part of that verse, which is the six. Be anxious for nothing, by air, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to know. The only reason that you're not gentle is because you're anxious. The only reason you're not gentle in this relationship, the only reason you're easily, easily aggravated in this relationship, the only reason that you, because you don't trust the word, because you don't trust the word, because you don't know that the word is working. You don't realize that when you pleaded the blood of Jesus, when you asked for the eyes of the understanding to the hope of who you called them to be in Christ Jesus, when you asked God to give them a heart of flesh and remove from them a stony heart, you forgot that the word was working. You forgot that the word was performing. The only reason you're not gentle, the only reason you anxious, the only reason you all over the place, the only reason you are cussing, the only reason you upset, the only reason you keep telling people 30 times your story is because anxiety has taken over. See, when anxiety takes over, you can't present things to him because anxiety leads the conversation. Anxiety leads the decision. My God, anxiety will have you in a position and place where you can't sleep at night. My God, you better start locking your doors and going to bed. You better start like, I'm going to bed. If you ain't in the house, that's fine. I'm going to sleep. Plead the blood of Jesus over y'all. Protect y'all. And I'm going to get my rest tonight. I see y'all when y'all come in the house. Why? Because I know Jesus is on the scene. Because I already put the word on it. I already put the word on it. So I got to have more trust in the word than I have in myself. 
bill collectors calling you and you already know you got tithe, you already tithing, you already know you sowing seed. Now nah, I'm finna put the word on it. He said, try me in this. <laughs> bring all your bring all your tithes into the storehouse so that there can be meat in my house. Father, I done brought tithes into the storehouse so that there could be meat in your house, right? And you said you were gonna open up the windows and pour me out a blessing. This, I don't know what to do about this situation. I don't know what to do about this circumstance. And I'm not going to be rude with the creditors. That went your favor out the door. I'm not going to be rude with the people that I owe money to. There went your favor. Every time you rule, your favor starts going out the door. Yeah, my, your favor starts running out the door. I'm going to be gentle because when I'm not anxious, I'm gentle. I'm calm. I'm peaceful, right? Because I already know that I've put this in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting my, my, my request to God. And how do I present my request to God? I present my request to God through the word. You only, you, you thought you needed all this other stuff. You only need the word of God. One of my friends, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. One of my friends is about to get married. And um, I did a little gift basket for her. But one of the most significant things I bought her was the Bible. And I said to her, I said, everybody wants to know how I made it till death do you part. Like, how did I make it till death do you part in my marriage, right? And I showed her and I gave her, the, I monogrammed the Bible and I gave her the Bible. And I simply said to her, I said, baby, this is all you need. Don't, don't, don't let nobody tell you nothing. You need nothing else for marriage. This baby, this is, this is all you, this, this is what, this is what you need. This provides the answer to every circumstance, to every situation, to your businesses, to your finances. The world will tell you the word is not working, but John one and one confirmed for us this morning. The word was with God in the beginning. The word was God and the word is Jesus. And so every time I direct any issue, any problem I have to the word, none of my vices, I, I none of my, I was laughing this morning. I used to think when I was in trouble, I used to just go sit in my bathtub and I would sit in the water and I thought the water was just doing something for me. And I was just taking baths two, three times a day because I was stressed out. And the Lord was like, no, you need the word. <laughs> you, you need the word. You need the word. And I told her, I said, this is what's going to win this battle. This is what's going to win marriage. This is what's going to save your marriage. Not, not no books, not no Dr. Spock, no nothing. This, this is the... This is what's going to change your marriage. This is, baby, this is what you need. And I'm telling you this morning, this, there's a, this, the word, the word, every time I insert the word, everything that's read, that's written in here is from Jesus. That every time I assert the word, can, and so let me give you this last thing. He's, God is always going to perform his word. God is always going to perform his word. God is always going to perform his word. Some things are being chipped at, right? Some things are still being worked out. Some things are being some things are still being worked, but he always fulfilled his word. Jeremiah 1 and 11. And the word of the Lord came to me asking, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he says, I see a branch of an almond tree. He said, I reply, you have observed correctly, said the Lord, for I'm watching over my word to accomplish it. And again, the word of the Lord came to me. So he's always going to watch over his word, right? He's always going to watch over his word. The word will demolish, destroy, and bring disaster on strongholds. 
goes. The word of God is what changes the situation. Deuteronomy 5 and 28, and the Lord heard the voice of your words. You hear that? And the Lord heard the voice of your words when he spoke unto me. And the Lord said unto me, I've heard the voice of the words of the people. So if God hears the voice of the word of the people, then the only word that I need to be speaking about every circumstance and every situation has to be the word of the Lord. I don't need to say nothing else. I don't need to say much in this season. I don't need to talk about much in this season. Whatever the circumstance is, whatever the issue is, whatever the problem is, the only thing I need to be asserting myself in is the word, right? <laughs> then it word. That is it, because that's what he said. He responds to the word. That's what it said, and the Lord heard. Hebrews 1 and 14 said, are not angels ministering spirits? Angels respond to the word, right? They go get and are activated on the word. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. He is the only one that has the authority to go speak in the ear of whoever has your promotion, whoever has what's next. Why? Because that's in the word, right? Still, still learning how the Lord shepherds us. Still learning how the Lord shepherds us. Still learning how the Lord takes care of us. Still learning how the Lord provides for us. Still learning who he is as the good shepherd. Right? Right? And he shepherds us through the word. Right? I love that. Deuteronomy 5 and 28. I want to read that again. And the Lord heard the voice of your words. When ye spake unto me, and the Lord said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have said... They have well said all that they have spoken. What is the Lord going to hear you speak over every circumstances and every, every situation? What is the Lord? And I'm talking about if you don't have revelation for it, I get that. It takes time to walk in this level of faith. It takes time to walk in this. Because remember, we learned a couple years ago, we're not going to mimic the word. We're not going to get pat. We're not going to be parrots, right? That's why I tell you all the time, small bites still equal meal. I don't want you just saying what I'm saying. I want you to take this scripture and meditate on the scripture and get revelation of what God is saying here. Because when revelation comes, habitation comes, right? Which means the spirit of the Lord habits, inhabits us. He inhabits the praises of his people. And then after habitation, right, becomes manifestation. Everybody on this manifestation, we've been manifesting in kingdom, right? Well, it comes after revelation, after inhabitation, and then manifestation produces stuff is produced well when stuff isn't produced it's just because you ain't got revelation of it yet you really don't have revelation as soon as it's revealed to you and you've taken hold of it you're going to possess it right because you're going to be living life by the spirit life by the spirit produces life life by the flesh when you do things in your flesh it dies at the place of your flesh It dies at the place of your flesh. When you do things in your flesh, it dies at the place of your flesh. When you do things in the spirit, it's alive and it's active. It does. It dies at the place of your flesh. It's going to die right there in your flesh. <laughs> but when you do it according to the spirit and the leading of the Holy Spirit, it's going to change things. So if I know that, then my assignment from here on out is to steward everything in the word. That's when I, when I steward, when I, when I release the word of the Lord and allow the Lord, the word of the Lord to lead the circumstance and to lead the situation, then I'm putting Jesus on it. And once I put Jesus, we talk, oh, Jesus died for me. Oh, the blood, the blood, the blood. But we don't even recognize that the blood is the word. 
And if I'm stewarding this situation or I'm asserting myself in this situation in the word, then the word is active live quicker than any two-edged sword, right? And it's dividing and it's slicing and it's cutting up and it's changing the circumstance and situation. And then I just got to hold on by faith. That's it. I heard the Holy Spirit say that's it. I hope that helped you today. I hope that gave you something to be. I hope you understand why we praise God today. I hope you get a revelation in your spirit spirit today, how your praise is so important. I hope you choose God above everything else, right? I, I hope I hope you understand that God is always going to perform his word. He's always going to do exactly what, when it, so if God performs his word and I'm speaking his word, that means his word has to happen. It has to manifest, right? If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's the first place. That's how the word gets active, that's how the word gets active. It's through Jesus. I got to first accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I got to first acknowledge my need for Jesus. I got to first acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a Savior. Lord Jesus, I need you today. I need you to come into my heart. I need you to take over my life. And Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. And if you pray that prayer, if you pray the prayer, yeah, if you prayed that prayer, will you let us know and send us an email so that we can um, so that we can um, send you some materials? We would love get connected. Um, we got Feed the Streets this weekend. If you want to know more about the ministry, log on to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And if at any capacity, God puts it in your heart to sow, baby, sow. So there is something about a seed. Seed has a sound. See, I have, I sow my way out. I live by every word that comes out of God's mouth and, and the seed, I will tell you, that's how I live, right? And so if God places on your heart to partner or to sow into this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com, click the donate button or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ ministry. But every time God presents you with an opportunity to sow, if you feel that little prick or that little unction, don't withhold it. Go on and sow it because I know multiplication and increase is coming to you. Luke says, given it shall be given unto you, press down, shaken together, runneth over the same measure in which you give. It'll be coming back to you. It's going to come back to you. Every seed reaps after its own kind. Every seed, love reaps after love, right? Right? Kindness reaps after kindness. Gentleness reaps after gentleness. Baby money reaps after money. I'm just telling you, I've, I've, even people who are not believers believe in reaping and harvest. Even people who are not believers understand the law of sowing and reaping. And they know it. They know it's going to come back to them. So, you can get connected to all that. I love y'all so much more than anything. God loves you. Let me declare a blessing over you. I decree and declare that you are living in your most blessed state ever. I decree and declare the power of God is so active in your life. I decree and declare healing becomes a normal part of your lifestyle. My God, I decree and declare that the eyes of your understanding to the hope of who he called you to be in Christ Jesus is active and alive in your life. I decree and declare that angels are working on your behalf and they are going my God, and they are going according to the word. So dispatch your angels today, release your angels. My God, I just decree and declare that the word is working for you today. Like never before I drive out every force of darkness. I cancel every assignment of the enemy, every demon, every witch, every soothsayer that has ever spoken over your life. I call crop failure on every negative word that has ever been spoken. We cancel the assignment of those words right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we promise 
we, that we will align our words to the word of God and we receive, Father God, your blessings by faith, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that your face shine upon us. My God, you better call crop failure over them negative words. Call them, say, they, they crop, they failed. I'm sorry, Lord, I wasn't thinking. I didn't understand how important the word is and receive everything else you need to receive by faith. See you in the morning, 5 a.m. Love y'all so much. Love, peace. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.